Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Good morning or good evening, whichever it is for you. I hope that you're enjoying the study so far. Chapter 6, The Persecuted, David and Christ, Part 1. And I want us to think about this sword today in 1 Samuel chapter 21, verses 1 through 9. We have David now running from King Saul because Jonathan had given David the word that Saul was not, was dangerous, was going to kill him, was his enemy. And so we have David running from Saul. And the very first place that he goes is to the land of Nob, to Ahimelech, who is God's priest in Nob. And Ahimelech was afraid to meet David and said, why are you alone and nobody is with you? Ahimelech likely knew that David was the anointed of God, and he wondered why he was alone. And David said to the priest, the king has commanded me a business. David is lying. It is never right to lie. I just want to go ahead and say that at the get-go. But David does that here. David said to Ahimelech, the king has commanded me a business and has said to me, let no man know anything of the business whereabout I'm sending you and what I've commanded you. And I've appointed my servants to such and such a place. The presumptive King David is here. And he says, King Saul sent me to do something. And it's a secret something. And later on, he's going to say it was a something where I had to hurry away from him. I don't even have a sword. David was lying here to try to get some things that he really, really needed. And so he said, I'm on business for the king and it is a secret mission. Now, therefore, what's under your hand? Give me five loaves of bread in my hand or whatever there is present. He is hungry. David was hungry. We're going to talk about someone else who was hungry and was tempted to do the wrong thing. Number four, in the priest, verse four, and the priest answered David and said, there's no common bread under my hand, but there is hollowed bread if the young men have kept themselves at least from women. Well, at first, David, you know, he said, why are you alone? And David said, well, I'm not really alone. I have some men in reserve, um, and my servants are waiting for me over here at, and he described a place. And so he said, my men are hungry. And so the priest said, I don't have any bread. All I have is the hallowed bread, the show bread that God commands us to keep. In the holy place, and that's what I have here. And David answered the priest and said, Well, we're clean. Women have been kept from us for three days since we left. And the vessels of the young men are holy, and the bread is in a manner common. Yea, though it were sanctified this day in the vessel, he said, If you take this sanctified bread out of the vessel and give it to us, it will supply our need, it will satiate our hunger. And so the priest gave him, this is God's anointed, the priest gave him hallowed bread. For there was no bread there but the show bread that was taken before the Lord to put hot bread in the day when it was taken away. So he had this bread that was ready to go into the holy place to replace the bread that was being thrown away. And he gave this bread to David. 
Verse 7, Now certain men of the servants of Saul was there that day detained before the Lord, and his name was Doeg, an Edomite. So he's a descendant of Esau, and he's Saul's man, and he's watching what's happening. And that's going to be important later on. The details of Scripture are amazing here. So what I want us to notice, though, is that David went on and said, Do you have a sword? For I I was in a hurry, and I didn't get my sword. That's verse 8. And the priest said, The only sword I have here, this is amazing, the only sword I have here is the sword of Goliath, the Philistine, when you killed him in the valley of Elah. And I have it wrapped in a cloth behind the ephod. If you will take that, take it, for there is no other sword except that one here. And David said, oh, there's no no sword like that one. Give me that sword. And David arose and fled that day for fear of Saul and went to Achish, the king of Gath. I want you to just listen for a second. And let's concentrate just for this little dig a bit on that sword. This is the sword that, remember, back in 1 Samuel 17, scared Israel out of her boots. You remember in 1 Samuel 17, the giant Goliath was coming toward Israel with that sword, and they were all afraid until David came on the scene. This is the sword that scared Israel, but really tested David. This is the sword that made Goliath boast. You remember in 1 Samuel 17, Goliath had big words. He called David, um, compared David to a dog coming toward him. And the Philistine said to David, verse 43, actually called himself a dog. Am I a dog that you're coming to me with staves? And the Philistine cursed David by his false gods. And the Philistine said to David, come to me and I'll give your flesh to the birds and to the beast of the field. And then David said something about the sword. This is the sword that was giving Goliath great confidence. You are coming to me, David said, with the sword and with the spear and with the shield. But I am coming to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This is the sword that made Goliath boastful in the eyes of the people and God. But this is the same sword that gave David a test. And David said, and remember, he had already turned down the sword and the the armor of Saul. He didn't need a sword because we have this sword juxtaposed here, contrasted with the greatest weapon that mankind can have. And that is the word of the Lord, the sword that is the word of the Lord. And David said, I don't need a sword. I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, because you have defied him. So we have here, first of all, a sword that scared Israel and tested David. And then we have a sword that made Goliath boast, but made David boast in God. So Goliath was boasting in the sword, And David was boasting in the name of the Lord, 
And then this is the sword, the very sword David has in his possession now that had cut off Goliath's head. So we have David killing Goliath. And then verse 50 of 1 Samuel 17, David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and smote the Philistine and slew him. But there was no sword, no sword in the hand of David. So David ran and stood on top of the Philistine and took his sword and drew it out of the sheath thereof and slew him and cut off his head with it. He took the Philistine sword. He took the champion sword, the giant sword, and chopped off Goliath's head with that sword. So this is the sword that cut off Goliath's head. And get this, that sword has done a lot of things by now. It's been several places by now, but it's about to go home again. So Ahimelech, the priest, gave David that sword. He had it wrapped up under behind the ephod. And David said, oh, there's no sword like that one. Go ahead and give me that sword. That's the only one he had. And David arose and ran that day because he was afraid of Saul. And he went to Achish, the king of Gath. Have you ever noticed that? He's got Goliath's sword, and he goes to Gath. Goliath was the giant from Gath. He was Goliath of Gath. And so David now is taking that sword, and it's going all the way home again. I don't want it to be lost on us that we have a sword and it is the word of god and hebrews 4 12 describes that sword if you don't think about any other verse today as you're going through your day i challenge you to keep this one in your mind hebrews 4 verse 12 the word of god is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword pierces even to dividing the soul and the spirit and of the joints and marrow, and it is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. The Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Our sword is the Word of God. And if we have that sword, you know, David was taking Goliath's sword back to the king of Gath. He, was, he wasn't going to give it to him, but he was going to deal with him with it. We have to deal with the enemy with the sword of God. We have to use that sword of God to deal with the enemy. You know... The sword of Goliath here, along with that bread, is going to get King, uh, is going to get the priest Ahimelech in a great deal of trouble. And it's going to get 85 priests killed. Later on, Saul's going to find out that David had this sword. He's going to find out that, that Ahimelech helped David. And he's going to be very angry at Ahimelech. And we're going to find out in chapter 22 
that Doeg is going to snitch on David, that the king is going to be very mad at Ahimelech, and Saul is going to command the death of the priests. And 85 priests are going to have to give their lives because this Ahimelech helped David. And then Doeg, who was watching, remember, went and snitched on him. Just fascinating. The travels of the sword of Goliath. But do not let it be lost on you that we have a sword that is more powerful than any sword wielded by any man. And if we misuse that sword, then there will be great death. Not the death of 85 priests, but eternal death. It's a lot in the sword of Goliath. And there's a lot of lessons that we can apply today as we wield the sword of God. I hope you have a great day.